to this episode of Divorce Divas. I'm Tina Renee. I'm Jen Mueller. And hopefully you've been listening to these. We've been sort of doing an intro. Um, and then we both uh, now are telling our story, our divorce story, for lack of a better term. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I told mine and now I'm glad that, I'm glad that's over with. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's my turn. Yeah, no, it's your turn. The thing, I'm really bad about timelines. I think I intentionally block a lot out these days um, when it comes to that portion of my life. Because I was sitting here thinking about it when I was getting ready to talk about my story. Um, and again, for those of you just listening, we come at divorce at different, Tina and I are in different journeys. Right. Background. You know, she was married a lot longer than I was. Um, so please make sure to listen to her story. Um and my story is that I was not married quite as long and my children are still very young and um, she has adult children now that are in their 20s and yes. my 16 and 12. But I've been divorced 11 years. So if you do the math there, you can tell that my kids were very little when we got divorced. And honestly, I'm not joking. I was sitting here like thinking, do I need to pull out like old stuff about when I got married? I can't even remember. Do you remember the year you got married? I think, I think it was 2003. Yeah, 2003, and then when when were when were the boys born? That's not really even relevant. The relevancy yeah. of the whole conversation again isn't even the time. It's, no, uh, it's about what happened. So I was married, but we were married. We we were together for at least four years before we had our first child, and we we got along really well. Like we had a really, you know, at the time I thought we had this really great connection you know like we had fun together we were we met each other through work which I think can be good and bad for people right in our case it was good because I felt like I already had that respect from him about what I did right sometimes women don't get in their relationship they don't their husband doesn't take their job seriously you know I meet a lot of friends that are like oh my gosh I always have to leave to take the kids here or there because he could never take off work yeah which, which, which translates into well my job's more important Right. 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 And that develops resentment and all that kind of shit, which we'll get into in another episode. Yeah. (laughs) But for me, like we met because my background was in technology is in technology. He ran a technology company. He hired me to run his company when he went to Germany for the rotary um, for about a month. It was about a month. Um, so, you know, that really, I really do feel like we were almost for lack of a better term, like this awesome, like power duo, you know, with our, our jobs and whatever. Well, you know, they say that, you know, they, I don't even know who they are, but children do change the dynamic of your relationship. Sure. Right? As they should. Yeah. But in our case, I was thinking this would be something that would really sort of make us even, you know, just in, in, enrich our marriage and mm-hmm. enrich our relationship. Um, and, you know, I don't even know to this day now whether or not he was really ready. I mean, I think he was. But so we, after about four years together, uh, I guess it was maybe three, we got pregnant with our first son, who's now going to be 16 this weekend, which is a whole nother episode mm-hmm. itself. Yeah. We'll get to that later. <laughs> child changes and child uh, milestones and life journeys. But anyway, so my oldest is getting ready to turn 16. And then when, you know, while we were married with him, things were fine, sort of, I mean, a little, I just, that was when our, and here's, here's my advice. Again, we are not counselors, but this is when 
you find out, and it's unfortunate that you can't really interview each other prior to getting married. True. This was when our backgrounds really started to rear their ugly head. Our uh-huh. upbringing, our ch- how we were parented. Yes. Um, all of those things started to come to the surface. And then that's when our problems really started because things we had agreed to prior to children, once the child was there, were not happening. Mm-hmm. What schools we agreed to do, you know, I'm a product of private, private school, faith-based private school. And before we got married and before we had children, I said, that's the one thing I didn't want to budge on. Yeah. I wanted to go to faith-based school. Um, and before children came along, oh, sure. That's yes. I, I believe that too. I love you. Blah, 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 blah. Child comes different story, right? The whole dynamic. Well, then I'm not, you know, blah, blah, blah. So that's sort of our issues started with things that are foundational, which then you have to decide, okay, well, um, then you do start questioning, well, okay, what, what, what's, what, what is happening? Cause these are things I wasn't going to budge on, you know, my values, my, my, my morals, right. how my children raised. Um, so then we started to work on that, started going to counseling. I really started to feel like I was, um, having to really change who I am. I'm very mm-hmm. outgoing. I'm very opinionated. I'm very strong-willed, um, independent, you know, those are the, all the things he loved about me. He was you, beginning. You and I should have gotten married because I'm exactly <laughs> the same way. I'm such a great wife. Um, and so those things were all started, the things he loved about me, I always say this, he started to really loathe about me, you know? Right. Um, he was wanting me to become silent, just keep the peace. Uh, my role had to change. Like I, I, I liked working, obviously. I, that's how we met. Right. Yeah. Um, I enjoyed continuing to run the company with him and do things like that. And I was doing things on my own aside from our own company that I started to run with him to continue my personal interests, but in technology, because that's when the blog started, you know, bloggers and they weren't then called influencers. So I was right. had my own interest. I was still doing those things. And but then when we started our family, it was like, well, you, I expect those things out of you, but I also expect you to be at home doing everything, you know, <laughs> everything. Yeah. Uh, and then, you know, then that expectation level is, is just unattainable yeah. and it's disappointing to everybody because he's going to get disappointed if I'm not doing what his expectation is. And I'm going to get disappointed in myself because I am a doer. Right. I'm people pleaser. I am a peacemaker and I want to, and I don't like to disappoint. So I'm going to try to fulfill all of these things. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, be, I started getting very upset about it. Um, then we started talking about having our second child, um, which, and we really, I look back and think we weren't thinking, Oh, this is going to solve the problem. Um, again, it was more that we talked about always having two children. Like mm-hmm. we talked about it. Um, so then we had, we got pregnant with our second son who is now almost 12. And that's when it got, re- it started getting really, really rocky. Um, that's when I just noticed a big change in our intimacy, our relationship, our communication was in the shitter. Like just things were just, you know, and we would go to counseling, but I would hear things like, well, a counselor can't tell me things I don't already know about you. Yeah. So it's all like, this, it's like, wait a minute. You're part of this. The counselor's right. also going to be counseling you, not just me. Yeah. So it was a lot of like, I was being told I was the problem. <laughs> this you know? is, again, why we have something in common. 
I was being told I was the problem. I right. wasn't, you know, um, I'll never forget. We went to one counselor one time and we were sitting there and the counselor gave us homework assignments. Right. And he was like, okay, the next time you guys come back, he was like, I'd like for you both. Sorry, there's a glare. He's like, I'd like for you both to come back with a, a list of expectations of the other. Ooh. And he said, I want them to be, you know, they could be emotional expectations. Like, what are your expectations? What do you expect of each other? And I said, we both were like, all right. So we leave, you know, fast forward a couple weeks later. I honestly kind of forgot about it. So the morning of, I literally had, I think, a piece of paper, like, you know, like I grabbed a piece of copy paper, you know, and I'm like, you know, uh, be thoughtful, uh, patient, um, compliment me. I mean, I maybe had 10 things scribbled on a piece of paper. Mm-hmm. Right? We get there and counselor says, okay, so everybody have their you know homework assignment. I'm like, yeah, and I'm pulling that piece of paper that now is probably folded up or even wadded up. <laughs> and so I pull it out and then here my ex-husband has a folder <laughs> and opens it up and it's two pages typed and stapled. And he hands out copies to each of us. Two pages. Wow. Wow. I started looking at it and I just started crying because I was like. Unrealistic. No. And even to this day, I think back, I don't even know why I cried. I don't know. Why I, cried. I don't know if I was crying because I was like. I try to do all these things and I must not be doing them well enough. Right. Right. It's overwhelming. Or I just was like, what the fuck? Like, what do you mean? Really? Yeah. Cause one of them said like, stay sexy. One of them was like, continue to pack my bag before. <gasps> my- oh, sorry. I shouldn't have. Oh my gosh. That <laughs> I was just like, Oh geez. Why are you assuming one I'd stop? And why aren't you just thanking me? Yeah. What an expectation. I'm doing it because I love you. I'm doing it because I care about you. Right. I didn't know it was an expectation necessarily. Yeah. So I'm just sitting there crying and I'll never forget the council was like, well, obviously, you know, Jennifer, this is really bothering you. And he's like, I said, yeah, this really hurts my feelings. And I picked it up and I just started ripping it up. Yeah. I just did. Um, so, you know, that's sort of when our just, it just, after that, I just started getting very resentful. Sure. Uh, and I sort of didn't try as hard, um, but I did try to exhaust every effort because I am faith. I do have a very strong Catholic background, faith, and my family is very strong. My parents have been together for 53 years. Yeah. Uh, now, granted, they didn't have the best marriage in the world, but they stuck it out. They made a commitment. You right. don't throw it out. Right, right, right. And that was their advice to me. You know, they were like, look, but it has to take two people. They did say, you know, look, right. we, they think divorce is your last option. Yes, we do not want you divorced. You have two little babies. Yeah. You know? Right. But, uh, but they said, you know, call, call the pastor that, you know, call your priest, call everybody that, that can give you to get advice from, um, cause we were trying counseling and what just wasn't working. It was just like hitting a brick wall. Yeah. You know, I, I felt like I was the only one doing some work. And then, I, and then to be honest, I kind of just stopped too. Cause I, was well, like, I mean, well, you know, he got to give him credit. Perfect. He did, he did some work. He gave you two pages of typed expectations. Oh, he, did, he did do his homework. Those are some work. His medals in the Louise. Uh, oh my gosh. So, so anyway, so fast forward, um, I had not 
we hadn't decided, I'll never forget this. We hadn't really decided that we were getting a divorce yet. We, I had, um, but things were bad. He was starting to travel a whole lot to Florida and saying that he had a client there. And I was like, oh, really? I was getting that woman's intuition gut of like, yeah, there's, there, you know, you're not having sex with me. Something's up. So there, right. you know, and we definitely had talked about getting divorced or maybe him just moving out for a while. Yeah. Well, of course he was saying I would move out for a while. I'm like, excuse me. There's children, children are not even one and three. Yeah. Not going anywhere. Right. Um, if you're unhappy, maybe you need to take a break. And so the traveling continued, increased, blah, blah, blah. I'll never forget. So one night, and I just, I, I, and I kept saying, you know what, I'm not, because I was not a very, um, I wasn't a suspicious person back then. Yeah. It has, it has created a very, it has created suspicion in me now. Mm-hmm. And I'm very upset about, and I think that that's something that we need to dive into with, with women and like listeners. Sure. You know, your experience and what it creates in you that maybe you, like, I loved the fact that I, I trusted my husband. Yeah. And I'm very, I do have trust issues now. Yeah. Trust is a big deal. I have, I do, I have trust issues. And because I said to myself, I'm not going to go snooping. If I'm meant to find out something, it, I'll find, it will inherently happen. Yeah. And so sure enough, I'm at home with the boys. He's coming back late from a trip to Florida again. And I don't even, I don't think I've ever even told him this story. So if you're out there listening, um, I knew all along. Um, so he comes home from this trip and the boys had, were getting ready. I was getting, it was almost bad. It was bath time. And so, and I had to go to the store and I said, I said, well, why don't you give him a bath and I'll run to the grocery. You know, you guys can catch up because they hadn't been there, you know, he's like, okay, that's a great idea. So I go to the grocery, I come back. Well, he would always like listen to music with them. And so, you know, your phone doesn't lock down if you put a device in it. Mm-hmm. It may now, again, this was a while ago. Um, so it's like eight years ago, right? 11 years ago. Um, we weren't divorced yet, so it's probably eight. So he had the speaker plugged into the phone. Uh-huh. The accessory was plugged into the phone, so the phone didn't lock. Mm-hmm. Right. So when I got home, put the groceries away, they were sitting on the couch, all snuggled up really cute, you know, and I was just happy for them. I was like, this is great, you know, and we weren't ever really like fighting. We never really, we didn't have a whole lot of yelling and screaming. I mean, sometimes we would because, you know, but I mean, all in all, I just kind of did try to keep the peace. So I went upstairs, put my pajamas on and I see his, he forgot his phone. Mm -hmm. And so I kept thinking, God will give me a sign if I'm supposed to snoop ever. Right. And he never had his phone out. I mean, he didn't keep it from me. Like, I'm not going to say like, I never felt like he was hiding his phone. But back then, I mean, I just didn't even, I never even, I, I, I never thought, I, I thought something was going on, but I never really thought to go through his phone or anything like that really. Um, except for that night. So I walked in and the phone was sitting there open. And I thought, okay, what's the, because I knew he'd figure it out, see me, you know, He'd see me up going upstairs and be like, oh shit, I gotta get my phone. Yeah. Cause I knew something was up. And so I thought, okay, text messages, that's gonna be the quickest thing I can click on to get a snapshot quickly of something before he runs up here and sees that I've seen his phone. Right. And so I did. So um I clicked on um the instant messages and there was a, a girl that I actually knew. She'd been a previous girlfriend here in Lexington that had moved to Florida. Mm-hmm. 
that, you know, uh, I had enough time to quickly read that they had spent a very romantic weekend together. Um, talk, they were talking about being a couple, getting a home. Wow. All this kind of stuff. So I was like, wow. And I'll never forget. I can remember this night, like it was yesterday. And I just, I turned around, put my PJs on and I was walking on the stairs and he, it was like, I can see it like slow motion. He's running up the steps to go get his phone. And I just passed him in the stairwell. I never said a word. I just didn't. The next thing I did the next day though, is I called my attorney. Yeah. I got an attorney the next day. Cause I thought, you know what? You're not, you're not going to pull any wool over my eye. You're not going to sabotage me. Right. Um, because that's how I felt. I felt very sabotaged because I knew we weren't getting along. Right. At all. Um, and he'd made threats about other things. And so, uh, and one threat, and this is another topic, huge topic we need to discuss. Um, so that the next, so the next few days were awful. He basically, um, he got an apartment and moved out because I refused because what happened was, is he said to me that we were going to share an attorney. <laughs> so anyone listening, yeah. I have, I have a few friends that have recently uh, entered into the divorce arena yeah. and their almost ex-husbands are telling them that they need to share an attorney no. and the biggest crock of shit. Don't well, agree to that. And so many yeah. women are like, yeah, but you know what? We'll save on money. No, no, no. no. You'll no. lose money. That's yeah. why. Yeah. No, it's just, you can't do it. Uh-huh. It's just a no, no, never. So, um, so anyway, so he had told me, you know, well, we're getting a divorce and we're going to share an attorney and I'm drawing up papers like whatever, blah, 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 blah. Well, so anyway, so I just kind of, um, I had my attorney send him papers. Mm-hmm. And so that started world war three. He got really upset. I knew he was being very, um, premeditated. So I did the same. I mean, it's a chess game. Like we've talked about yeah. the rest of your life, it will be a chess game. And so I told my attorney that I knew he was, I knew he, I know how he operates. I know he's doing something. And she said, okay, well, you've got two little babies. You're not going anywhere. So you are going to have, um, shared visitation rights in the house. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cause I said, yeah, I'm not going anywhere. And so he had to move out. Um, and yeah, and that was like 11 years ago. Um, and you know, it's just, it's, it has literally been the most grueling. Now, do I, do I feel like it's a better thing that I'm not married to him? 100%. Because I would not, I would never have wanted to raise my children in that ongoing environment because now, right. you know, he, um, I don't think he's mentally stable, um, in the terms of like how to raise kids and disciplinary actions and family. I don't, I don't think he understands what family really means. And so I'm glad that I, I'm glad that my children are able to separate the two. If we had stayed in that household, they wouldn't have been able to do that. They would have thought that this is normalcy. Right. They're able to see like my family is, you know, we're not normal. Nobody's normal, <laughs> but my parents, again, they're, they've been together 53 years. Right. And we, we, you know, we try to provide the stability that I feel like they're not getting and we're never going to get on that other side. Yeah. Um, and you know, for those that people that do have small children, um, you know, yeah. Could I have stayed, you know, like Tina's story, Tina stayed, you stayed for a long time and it's just different. You know, you it have is. to follow, you know, all this, everything's so situational, you it know, is, like, very. everything's situational. It's how, you know, how, even how you were raised, how I was raised, how, 
you know, your support system, the people that are talking to you, your advice, your, um, you know, how you feel about yourself, all of those things matter when you're making the decision to get out of a situation that isn't healthy. Yeah. And, you know, in time, it, time is irrelevant, right? It's just a matter of when. Right. Um, and, and it's just a matter of how you handle it. And, yeah. um, I am, I am glad that, um, it happened. I am not happy that my boys have had to go through it. I think it's awful for them. Um, I know that they've had, and this is a whole nother podcast topic we will go through. Um, I know that they have had, you know, they feel this and as have I, as a single mom of two boys, my pretty much adult life. Um, so, you know, society differences, Mm -hmm. socially awkward things. Um, you know, uh, I'm this, you know, I'm, I'm definitely more involved and have been since they've been teeny tiny. So always having just mom show up, I'm sure has been an issue for them. Um, so, you know, there's all of those things and that have just really, um, I don't know. I mean, I'm still very, 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 uh, emotional about all of it. You know, I'm still working through how I feel about my ex-husband and how, cause now I'm raising, you know, I've got two young boys that I'm right. afraid like, how has this affected the, who they're going to be as fathers and boyfriends and, you know, companions and, um, leaders and whatever. And so, um, I've had lots of counseling. My kids have had lots of counseling, um, which I think is good. I do do think, think, you know, I want to make a point that I think it's great that your kids have had counseling, you know, because I stayed, they were kind of living in this lie, if you will, that their family was stable when it it never was. And so they didn't get counseling. Uh, So, you know, your, your boys were little when you got divorced. My kids were all adults when they got, when I got divorced. Uh, But it wasn't easy for them, even though I thought it would be better for them. That's a whole other topic. I don't think divorce is easy for the children no matter when it happens, no. I do think that no. your kids be divorced. I wish I that I wish my kids had that we had maybe done some family counseling, or even if I had taken them to counseling, um, just so that they could have talked about some of the things that they were struggling with through the marriage that they were watching. Um, so anyway. Right. See, and I, and I agree with that because, like, I feel like, because um, we're all a product of our environment, right? Right. Um, like, my parents, let's, let's go back to that for just, like, a hot minute. So, like, they were married 53 years, but they they had a legal separation when I was 12. Mm-hmm. You know, they had separated for a while. And I think back, like, how how did that affect me as a partner? You know, like... Did that affect me? Did it affect me? You know, what kind of affect did it have on me? So I'm always kind of trying to think about that too, because yeah, and you stayed together. My parents stayed together. Um, I mean, you didn't stay together the, the whole time, but I'm saying like, you know, you did while your children were younger. Yes. And so I don't know. I feel, uh, you know, I, there is no right or wrong. No, there's not because I was in a bad marriage from the get go. It was bad from the very beginning you know, the fact that I chose to stay almost 30 years, was that a good thing or a bad thing? I, you know, I don't have an answer for that. Um, I, 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 I never will have an answer for that. And uh, so, you know, again, 
people with children that are young like you, you're still tied to that partner as a co-parent. So another topic. Right. And so how do you become co-parents when you couldn't be married? Exactly. And that's exactly right. That is, and that right there is the one thing that I have had to struggle with that you, it's, it's a give and take you, you, you sacrificed yourself. Yeah. And I have had to sacrifice like the, this whole, this part, like yeah. it's a different, it's a, you know what I mean? It's like a different level of suffrage. <laughs> it is. But I'll, I'll say, you know, I, when I think about when I first wanted to get divorced, uh, my oldest son was 11 and I went to look for a place to live. <clears throat> so I could move out and take my kids with me. And honestly, for, for me, I thought having him be a co-parent is probably going to be far more of a struggle and a challenge than just staying in the marriage for however long I need to. I looked at him, I looked at the, the situation at that moment and thought, you know, co-parent, ex-husband, when my kids are young, that's going to be hard because he's going to be a jerk for the whole time that I'm raising kids or stay in the marriage where he's going to be a jerk anyway. Uh, but at least I have dual income and my kids have two parents in the home. So I don't know that it was a conscious choice, but I certainly did think about it at one point. Um, in the marriage. So anyway, all of that to say it's, uh, I, I, there is no really good time for your children when you choose to get divorced. There's no, no good time, but I do appreciate that you have taken your kids to counseling and I wish that I had done that. Yeah. And I think they probably need more. I mean, I think it's good for everybody. I mean, they, um, I worry about my oldest, you know, cause he's had a little bit less counseling than my younger one. Um, but he saw more of the relationship, but what before, I don't know, you know, you, you don't know. Um, but I also think that we have, you know, we have to give our kids credit to, um, I don't think we give kids enough credit to how like resilient they can be about things. Um, I think that we oftentimes think we're doing more damage than we actually are because we're just being hard on ourselves and our choices. Yeah. Um, but I, I'm not making light of any choices that adults make when their children are around or watching because they are always watching always watching always yeah. um but I'm just saying that I think that you know I've had conversations with my almost 16 year old now that's like mom you know and it, and it almost makes me want to cry because it's like you know just when you think like you are doing a shit poor job they'll say something to you you know like mom yeah you're my right you now like, right you're me you know like I wish I could be, I hope I'm like you when I, you know, and then you're like, Oh my God, you know, and it's like, yeah. so I just think, you know, um, it's just, I, I, it goes back to, I was having a conversation with the woman that owns centered Lex, one of my good friends and clients, Lauren Higdon, and she is very centered, <laughs> no pun. Um, but she was talking about like self-awareness and stuff like that and how, mm. you know, um, it's really, that's what it boils down to as a parent. Um, yes. In a lot of ways and just in everything, you know, it's like, you know, how, how is what you're doing affecting who you're doing it to, you know, how's what you're affecting, how are you affecting what's around you and the people around you and, um, 
and just being mindful. I'm going to go to even a more direct place. How is what you're doing affecting you as a person? For, yeah, for example, like, I think that in my marriage, and you just said something similar, I lost my self-awareness in the quagmire of trying to be who that person wanted me to be. So I completely lost my own self-awareness, um, which then in turn made me question my decisions. And then in turn made me question who I I am. And so losing your self-awareness in a marriage, in a relationship, in being a mother are all, it starts with who it's detrimental to first. And that's yourself. Because Mm -hmm. if you're not self-aware and you're not taking care of yourself, again, we hear this all the time. How do you take care of someone else? So and that, to your point right there, is why I had to get out because yeah. me too. I knew at that point in my my stage of it, I knew I was the only thing. Like I was, like I was trying to be self, and it's scary. I'm sure people are listening. Like, oh my god, I'm in that situation. And I have yeah. a little kid, but oh, I'm, I can't leave. You can always leave. Yeah. You can always leave. I'm not telling anybody to leave. Yeah. <laughs> Again, we are not professional counselors. I am no. this is an advice. Uh, this is this is we're sharing our journey and experiences. But you know, the word can't doesn't exist. Um, again, it has to be situational. You have to take everything into consideration. And mm-hmm. and back to what you said, Tina, if you're losing your identity, mm-hmm. that's not what marriage is about anyway. No, no. You're supposed to marry somebody to forget who you are. You're not supposed to marry somebody to become who they thought you should be. You're not yeah. supposed to marry somebody because they loved your independence. But when you got married, you were just too much for them. <laughs> You're a little too much. You're a little too intense. Yeah. Well, that's what you liked about me. So You're a little too friendly. Now? You're a little too friendly. Right. Like, um, you know, um, or, you know, you're too emotional or, you know, it's like, well, I'm typically we're all kind of who we are. We stay who we are. Yeah, we do. Um, and I just think that I knew as a mother, I was not going to be the best example for my children if I stayed. I was not, um, because that's, that was my, that was my, that was my main occupation at that time. And I knew that it was like, I had a really bad boss. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. Know what I mean, and it was like, and we all know that, you know, a boss affects his employees. And that's right. And it was, I had a really, really, really bad boss. And I didn't think that all my little people were going to, <laughs> um, you know, they weren't going to, they weren't going to grow in that environment the way that I was hoping they would. So, um, but again, it's all about resources, which again, with this podcast, we're hoping to bring on people that I'm going to, I, we've talked about this, Tina and I have, I would love to introduce some of the people that did help me through my situation. Right. right. Because, you know, and not everybody's a good fit for everybody, you know, what one attorney, and this is another thing we need to talk about too, which we'll get to in another podcast is not all attorneys are the right attorneys for the entire time you're divorced. 
Yeah, that's right. Sometimes you need a divorce, divorce attorney and sometimes you need a family law attorney and child advocate person. Yeah. It changes as your life changes. That's and, right. you know, you don't marry your attorney. Like you kind of have to like figure that out too. Um, yeah. So, um, so yeah, so that's kind of my story in so a nutshell. Here's the I'm thing. Still- what, what we have in common is that we both left because we needed to reclaim who we are who and reclaim and get to know ourselves again and become healthy as as the people that we really are and and maybe someday you know well first of all we had to learn to love ourselves for who we really are and then maybe someday down the road there would be someone who would see us for who we are and say Yes, I like this. I love this person because she is confident because she's independent and there is no expectation of we are changing to become who they are. They accept us for who we are and love us for that. You know, and I think for me, having been divorced, um, I was thinking I'm coming up on six years, five and a half years right now. And and um, I truly have come to a place where I like who I am. I love my life. I like who you are. Thank you. And I think that the reason why we like you and I both like who we are and like each other is because we've learned who we are. We've reclaimed it. And that's the, you know, that's the sad part about being divorced is that wouldn't it have been nice if we could have grown as who we are while also being in a marriage where we were encouraged to be who we are. And in our situations, we weren't. Um, there are a lot of people who do have that. And that's the goal. That's amazing. We we celebrate those couples where each of them get to grow and become who they are through the years. Um, but um, that was not, you know, that was not our situation, yours or mine. So we do have that in common. And um, yeah, I mean, and I wasn't a perfect partner. I mean, there were times I probably was real bitchy or mad about things, but Nobody's perfect. Again, it goes back to like, because I mean, there's people out there listening that are like, oh, well, you know, um, I, I just think you can't, and there's no blame game either, no. you know, like, um, you know, I, I can't, I can't take, I can't blame all of our problems on my ex-husband. No. Um, simply because I found out he was cheating, you know. Because uh, we had problems before that happened. Right. Like, yeah, yeah. No, cheating problems. Cheating is typically a symptom of the things that are already going on, whether it's with the one person or within the marriage. Uh, that's that's just a symptom. Yeah. So, you know, if there if people listening, if there's issues like that, it's like, okay, we've got a deeper problem anyway. Yeah. You know, it's like, and just, yeah. And, and, and finding your, you know, and people can come back to each other. Like if you, I mean, I'm, I'm not, I'm not, <laughs> that's what I'm saying, but I'm saying like, you know, like my parents, for example, you know, if you are having those issues and you think, oh my God, because I just, I really do. I really think it's sad. I feel like the divorce is on the rise. I think it makes me really, really, really sad, especially since I have boys and our kids in general to think like, their examples of relationships, especially with social media and everything and all this, it's so disposable. I mean, yeah. there's no longevity, there's no loyalty. And, and distorted. Um, well, you know, what's wrong with being monogamous, you know? Well, there's nothing wrong with being monogamous. Well, but, no, but I'm saying that rhetorically. Yeah, I'm just, 
No, like, I was just going to say to your point a second ago. Both neither of us are blaming a our our previous spouses, but it does take two when you talk about coming back together with someone, you know, your parents or whoever people right. who do remarry. It takes both people to understand that they have to be responsible for themselves and that they, you know, honestly, going back to the counselor you talked about, really, in my opinion, again, I'm not a counselor. I do not play one on TV. However, I was married to one for 30 years, but I didn't learn anything from them. I think what that counselor should have done instead of asking each of you to have an expectation of the other person was to come to the table with what do you expect from yourself as a partner? Right. And what are my expectations of myself um, for myself? And what are my expectations of myself for another person? Should I ever choose that route? And I think that's a healthier way to look at expectations. I expect to be kind. I expect to see people for who they are. I expect to be non-judgmental. These are the things that I expect for myself in any friendship, relationship, you know, that I have. Um, Well, I agree. And I think that you're right. It's like, I think that, and it goes, remember, well, like, and the expectations like my ex was not very self-aware in his expectations of me. True. So and you also have to think about, okay, well, what kind of expectations are they realistic? Yeah, but and I think my from? opinion about expectations are when you have expectations of other people, you're typically just being selfish about what you want from them. And so it, rather than thinking that I have an expectation of someone else, um, I really would rather have the expectation of myself to what I can give to them. And uh, then I am the only one that I'm responsible for. And they can't, they don't have to worry about living up to any expectation I have of them. Right. Uh, they can just choose their own expectations. I think that's a whole podcast we could do on expectation, shame, should, and blame. But yeah. um, I, I just, I think expectations are always very dangerous. Yeah. And it's, you know, you're only setting yourself up for failure. Well, I think it's, yeah. If you're having expectations with my kids, you know, it's like, sometimes it's like, and you hear people say, lower your expectations. You won't be disappointed if you lower your expectations. Well, I don't want to. Yeah. I, but again, you have to, you have to be talking about, okay, well, are they realistic? You know, like let's. Well, and are they grace filled? There you, that's, there's where I'm coming from. Are they grace-filled? Are your expectations grace-filled? Knowing, knowing that you have, maybe you have an expectation of someone, um, are you also applying grace to that? Because they're not going to meet those expectations every time. They're just not. Uh, and so how are, how are we not letting people off the hook? That's very different than providing some grace. Um, you know, I, anyway. So I think that that's part of it as well as um, being grace filled when you are wanting something from someone else. But Absolutely. yeah, uh, Jen, I want to say thank you so much for sharing your story. I know it's I know it's it's always t- tough for us to kind of go back in history and revisit yeah. um, issues that hurt us deeply. And sometimes we don't realize how deeply until 
uh, different times in our life. But yeah, I want to say thank um, you for sharing your story. Well, thank you. It's it's been bothering me a lot lately because again, my son turned sixteen, so I've had like a lot of like there's been a lot of retrospect and thought and emotions this past week. It's been kind of weird. So it's kind of timely that I'm talking about it too. It's kind of funny, but, um, yeah. And he's my youngest. I don't know if he's feeling or my oldest, my one getting ready to turn 16. Um, I don't know if he's feeling this energy, but he's like been blowing me up all morning, texting me. And uh, so I don't know, it's kind of funny, but, um, but yeah, it's not fun, but we have to talk about it. And that's the other thing you have to talk about it. Find somebody you can talk to if you're in a situation. Um, that's another thing is that, I mean, you have to have people that you can rely on and talk to and friends that you're not afraid to share what you're experiencing with. Um, because if that's the case, then, you know, that, that could lead, to, that's not good. You yeah. Know, well, like, we talked about that in, after my story as well, yeah. uh, find someone you can talk to, but truly my, my, this is my advice because I did not follow it. My advice is be honest with yourself. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was not honest with myself. I told a lie to everyone around me, uh, so much so that I began to believe it. And then the and then the lie started to eat me up from the inside. So don't just be honest with yourself about what's going on in your life and what you, you know, who you are. And have you lost yourself? Are you still fully yourself? Um, and and uh, that applies whether you're married or single or or whatever you know how are you fully being who you are mm-hmm. i agree yeah well guys um i think we're gonna wrap up for today and in our what uh, what do we have on our list for our next podcast um i think is, it a, is it a surprise <laughs> <laughs> well we could you never know we could change it up a lot i think that we're going to start talking about i have i have a couple things that we were going to talk about and i think we really haven't 100% decided because we can change these up. But um, Isabel, we talked about the um, the trust and yeah. uh, and um, self aware diving into yeah. That's a good that's a good place to go because we both talked about how we kind of yeah shame, you know like because all these things our story there's our story and now like okay what did, what does that end up making how does that end up making right you feel? what's the fallout right and. And also, you know, what happens after the fallout and then how do you deal with the fallout as you're trying to become more fully who you really are? So, yeah, I think that's a great uh, topic for the next time. So, guys, hope you'll join us next week for our next edition of Divorce Divas. We're we're just thrilled to be visiting with you. And uh, again, as always, we want to... um, hear your feedback and you can message us on instagram or facebook and we're we're really excited to uh to talk with you yes